Out of your vulnerabilities will come your strength. Sigmund Freud. Do you believe that? Do you think that strength can come from your vulnerabilities? If that's a new thought and something you believe in hearing it, think of how that can impact your life. My conversation today is with Jeannie Demur. She was actually one of the first people I interviewed for this podcast, and it was talking about EFT tapping. She's a coach using EFT tapping. But the reason I wanted to revisit her was because while she is still offering tapping to her clients, she is, as she always is, growing and morphing and offering more and more to her clients. I find it fascinating when I listen to Jeannie and I hear her embracing her vulnerabilities, those things that many of us might see as failures or shortcomings. She chooses to learn from them and to allow those things to help her grow. I'm going to let Jeannie explain what it is she's doing now, how she's incorporating EFT tapping, her own personal experiences, her very, very creative side, and forming it into her business so she can help others use their own vulnerabilities to find new strengths. I am so glad to be doing this, even though you and I had the opportunity to create the podcast a few lifetimes ago now <laughs> when people can be right before. It was like it was it was the last thing that I did before quarantine so it was uh beginning of March wow yeah so and that is where we were talking about your business realize what matters and I'm right. going to of course link that podcast to this podcast so as, if people want to know more about what you do that way helping so many of us in business and in life to figure out the, the blocks, the reasons that money is such an uncomfortable relationship for so many of us. That's a great, great conversation. This conversation is meant to be about you because there's this project, it's 40 over 40. And just a really quick recap. It is based on what I've seen in business journals wherein entrepreneurs, under 30 have made a significant st stamp in their world. Absolutely should be applauded. But I am at least as impressed when I see people over 40, over 50, over 60, deciding I want to change or being put in a position where they must make a change. And they face that courageously and they do the work. And then where does that take their life? So my project, borrowing from the idea of 30 under 30 is 40 over 40. Very often the expectation and the reason I think 40 over 40 is such an interesting concept is for the 30 year olds, they've been trained for probably 20 years of their life to do something by 30. That's the training. So yes, it is good. And it's good that they've done it. Absolutely. The expectation is different. By the time we're 40, it's kind of expected that you've got it all together. You know what you're doing. Certainly by the time you're 50, 60. But people are recreating themselves at that age, at that point in their life. I want to provide the platform to tell their stories. And I know that you have had such a, a life. Your story is so interesting. But to know that here you are, you moved from New York 
and you just started your life here. The move itself is, is great, but people move all the time. I'm more interested in your story of 40 over 40. So can you tell okay. me, Jeannie, about that? Yeah, well, it's, uh, for me, a really rich topic because um, the idea of doing something different at a certain point in your life um, feels like it's been my MO, and I've done a lot of different things, um, and they've sort of bled one into the next. But what I find, and what I like about the 40 over 40, and now I'm over 50, is that the older I get, the more comfortable I am with whatever it is that I'm doing. It's not apologetic. It's not like, oh, that last thing didn't work out. No, it's more like uh, the sense of opus. Like my, my life's work is this big movement and I'm in I'm, I'm wherever I am in it and it really does all go together you just can't see that along the way as clearly as you can later on as you're pulling so nicely from all of these different uh, skills and insights and experiences that you have to pull from it's not grandiose and it's not um, overly humble. It's just, yeah, this is what I'm doing now. Yes. And I love that vision that you create. It's this work of art. You're just in a different part of that creation of it. That's great. Yeah. And that's it. That is, it's a, it's a very like self generous way of holding everything that has come before, no matter what it was. You know, that's why in the tapping work that I do, goal trauma is, as in G-O-A-L, one of the things that gets worked on with people is that we have goals, and if they don't work out, it's it can feel really, really bad to the point of traumatizing, but it's just a story. It's, you know, that it failed is a story. There's also another version of the story, which is I have so much more character now and I have so much more resilience now. And my God, how much I learned from that experience. Yes. And it isn't as though we seek out the pain, but if we come away with it from it with the right attitude, we can be better than we were before. Yes, yes, yes. But you get to yes. choose, which is the whole, my whole everything. Who, how do you want to be seen? That's really what I, am I, that's really what I'm asking is who do you want to be? What do you want people to yes. know about you? Yes, but you got to ask the question first yes. because you got to know that in order to then yeah. uh, decide on something. So in your overarching journey and, and everything that you've done and are doing now and intend to do, tell me. How did you decide? Because you were doing tapping before and in the previous podcast, you explained how you got into tapping yourself from your own issues. And But even that, in the short time I've known you, even that goal of teaching tapping and using tapping to help other people has shifted a little bit. And then in recent conversations, you've, you've expressed that you're doing even more different things. So tell me, just tell me what whatever you want to share. Yes. Okay. Got it. Prior to dealing with my money issues, uh, it was 
being able to share my voice in the world. And so I made my projects all about that, like um, working with girls and encouraging them to find, shape, and share their great girl voices. And I was doing it because that was exactly what was up for me. It was like, what's in the way of this? Why is this so challenging? And so, yeah, so by helping other people with the very thing that is tripping me up, it just, and I think a lot of people do that. Actually, that more than anything has been the thing that is interesting to me is going to the place of the worst stuff about you, about oneself, you know, your biggest blocks, the stuff that feels um, shameful to utter aloud. And by going right into that, I think that is where our gifts are. And so I'm getting more and more clear and more and more refined about that idea and wanting that to be, you know, if you get to have a message in the world that you articulate over and over again in various ways, I think that's my message. And it's so simple, but for me, it's been so profound that my blocks, my biggest blocks are my best gifts if I work with the block. Wow. (laughs) You know, you said it's simple. And at first I thought that sounds really complicated, but it's not. It's simple. It's just hard to do because it does require courage and tenacity. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go to the stuff that is shameful and, you know, hard to admit about yourself. But... What if it were liberating instead of demoralizing to go into those places? And what if there was um, support and structure so that you could do that in a way? And I feel like my life up until now has been gathering the pieces, gathering the tools that allow for Uh, being able to operate that way and facilitating other people operating that way. So let's talk about that. How do you envision yourself providing that support in whatever capacity? So I know that you offer EFT tapping. Right. In the conversation that led up to this, and I've thought about it since, I immediately formed this vision of who Jeannie is as I listened to all of the interests and generosity that you offer people. And it does feel like you are this root, you're just this root that wants to help and support and not solely just giving because that's not healthy. You also you understand the need to ask for help and to be open to receiving help. But because of that, you're this strong root and then you have these various branches. So it may be EFT tapping. It may just be somebody listening and relating. And that's who I see you as. Oh, thanks. And then you, of course, are creating business out of it, which is the most healthy way to do it because then you are sustaining yourself. 
so that the root can stay healthy and can continue to grow and help other people. So yeah. That's a lot of blah, 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 but that's how I see you. And that's one of the reasons I wanted you to be part of this story of the 40 over 40. Mm. So, but how are you going to continue to be that? And is that even an accurate representation of how you feel about yourself? Yeah, I'd say so. Like I'd say that 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 urge to help is um, kind of central in the mix. More skills to be able to actually help people from point A to point B. And it's only been over time that you come up with that kind of stuff. And so now I feel like I'm in a place where, um, yeah, I mean, particularly tapping. Tapping is probably the biggest, best tool in my arsenal for being able to shift something that allows you to, I mean, since my area of interest is um, seeing blocks as gifts, how, how how do you make that transition? So that's how you found yourself before, is, if I understand it, that you wanted to sort of just cheer people on and be their support, but now you're offering tools if they want that. Yes, yes, yes. Yay you, like, yay you, right. you can change if you want. <laughs> if it were that easy, then reading a book that says that would uh, change everybody to exactly what they would rather be. And uh, unfortunately, it's not quite that simple and straightforward. And we know why now. And it's a wonderful thing that in the world that we live in today, there is understanding about like, oh, there's the subconscious. And that's a real big driver in how we operate. And just being able to acknowledge that that's part of what we're dealing with and that there are tools for accessing the subconscious. Along the way, my focus has been on, uh, like you, like you're an ideas person, right? And how marvelous it is to think things up and really think them through, really conceive of them. And then there's another piece, like, well, what if I wanted to bring it into the world and really do something with that idea. You know, what does that take? And seeing that those are two pieces of the puzzle um, that both need to be attended to, that both need, you, you need some facility with. And then there was that third piece that I just didn't get until fairly recently, as in, in the last 10 years in a very conscious way, which was that great to think stuff up, great to actually do something and make it happen, but then how do you receive in exchange for that? And then that became my the, the, the piece of the puzzle that was really out for me and I needed to spend time addressing. And that's when it all really sort of... Uh, congealed and I went, I've got it. I've got my formula. I've got my way of uh, helping people. There's this, this, and this, and they all three are equally important. You can apply those three principles to anything that you want to do. And that I think is so important for people who will be listening, particularly those in our circumstance who are over 40, because the first two they seem to come naturally to some of us. We have ideas and that's great. 
we can figure out and we love the plotting on making them work and that's great. But then the other one, you have to turn inward in a different way. It's not so much about giving your creativity and, and putting stuff out. It's about, oh, I need to fix something in me or I need to shift something in me so that I can also receive. Right. That's a tricky thing. And I didn't know that it was so common mm -hmm. really until I met you. So it's worth addressing because there are going to be people who listen to this that I think for whom that, that will resonate. They will mm. hear that and, and maybe they have these great ideas or these passions to create and that's all great. But then they're, what do I, what do I do with it? How do I make it more than just a hobby? Yes, yes. Well, that can be the piece that um, kills the, the second part before you even get started, it, you know, like, like, why would I spend all of this time and energy creating something when it's just impossible that that can be my way in the world? What it is that matters to you um, is impossible. It's, it's the ability to receive in exchange for. It's the ability to feel deserving and worthy of receiving in exchange for what it is that you have to give, your gift. Yes. Um, yeah, yes, so and that, that goes right into, I think, the, the shift that I've seen in your business. So mm. initially, my understanding of what you were offering in the tapping was to be able to get rid of the money blocks so that you can mm -hmm. make the money that you, you feel you deserve to make, whatever that mm -hmm. is. But then it seemed to morph into something much deeper, but it became realize what matters. And without going into the science of EFT, that is in the previous podcast, tell me about that transformation for you, why it shifted from just helping people deal with money to mm -hmm. realizing what matters. And to, to answer that, I would say, and I'm only just thinking of it now as you ask the question, that... I, I worked through my stuff around that. So it was no longer the thing that needed so much of my attention anymore. And now it's, okay, good. That piece is healthy now. I find myself going back to what it was that I ever wanted to do before I, I you know, repeatedly came up against money. And what did I want to do before? I wanted to create. I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to create is, is really the word. It's just in so many different various ways. It's drawing and coloring and designing. And within, you know, the, uh, I would say, container of wanting to help other people, wanting to inspire other people, uh, because that feeds me. That's like part of what is my food. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So how are you doing this then? You have the creative side, which you've always had. You've yeah. had the wanting to bring it to fruition, which you've been yeah. able to do. And then there was that third block that you mentioned you had to struggle with. How can I essentially monetize this so that I yeah. can be compensated? So how have you done that? For people who are listening, they relate to all of that. How did you make that, or how are you making that circle, the full circle? 
bringing them into a business. Yes. And I would say that it is, um, it, it's in the laboratory right now and I'm figuring it out, but it's the creation of the Realize What Matters website and having the freedom to say, to ask myself, well, what do I want to put in my website? And how do I want uh, the interaction with people who visit the site? What do I want that to be like? And literally getting to create it as I go based on the way in which I would enjoy spending time. And I think that's the big thing. It's like you can, if you can create anything, create something that you're going to enjoy doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say to somebody who might be listening and understands the struggles that you're describing? How would you encourage them? I find that I, um, being reflective in writing, and so writing is something that I would want to share, and that, that I will share prompts that come out of my writing so that other people can go into like, oh yeah, I relate to that, what, what, what she's sharing, let me dive into what my stuff is in that department and giving them the ability to do it. And I think a community to do it is an important piece of it. And is that a community that you want to provide people? Yes, yes. And bring in others so that, like we were talking about um, Sarah Aborn, who also does EFT tapping. And my experience of her is that she's so incredibly gifted that I would love to have her on my team. And I'd love to, yeah, have the other people in the mix who are able to take certain aspects and run with it. So even though this is not what we would consider a business, this is not an LLC yet. Oh, it is an LLC. Oh, I mean, I mean the vision that you have. It, it oh, yeah. Like people can just sign up today because you're not quite there yet, but you know what you want it to be. Right. Okay. Understanding that there are some blank spaces along the way that you're not quite sure how it's all going to come together. If somebody were to ask you, so how can I benefit by what you're going to be offering? Can you answer that? But I would say that it is simply this, being really interested in and curious about and courageous around the parts of ourselves that we hide of ourselves because we're um, not okay with either it's behavior, like, because that's the thing that comes up for me is like, there are behaviors that I have that I don't know why I behave that way. I don't know. I know better, but I don't do better. And what the heck is that? That's, it's like one of my blocks that I, I'll give an example. And I mean, like, I, I, I even hate saying it out loud. It's going to be the, the, the next big block that I turn into my best gift being really bad about being in good communication with people that I should be in better communication with dear, you know, people who are dear in my life. So having said that, Oh my God, I hear it out loud and I go, it's not even that terrible, but it feels that terrible. 
And then what's the way through it so that it's no longer something that bothers me about myself? How can I actually address it? And in the addressing of it, can it turn into like a superpower of mine where I am awesome at being in touch with my loved ones? That's the journey that I'm interested in going on with people and because I just think it's such a rich um, bunch of material to delve into and to help other people to go there in their stuff. And I think that that is the power of it. I know that we were part of a roundtable discussion that will be ongoing, but the first conversation was on valuing ourselves. And I wanted you there for very obvious reasons is what you help people work through so much through, through the tapping. But what I wanted it not to be was just the awareness mm. that because then you just sort of sink into this mire. It's like you're just being this support group where everybody feels terrible about this one thing. Yes, there is some sort of, um, there's a bit of encouragement from knowing I'm not the only one. But if you stay there too long, it becomes the black hole. And what we want is to stop being that way. We, we want the tools so that that isn't our identity anymore. Correct. And I'm not quite sure that you see the, the empowerment that you offer people because you've been doing it for a while. So I'm not sure that that's the norm or even our social media, there's just so much of one person will say, I am terrible at this. And then you have, oh yeah, I'm terrible at this too. <laughs> it goes on yeah. and on. Yeah. And it takes experience and compassion and a bit of courage to say, I'm like that too. And this is how I'm not going to be that way anymore. Yeah, or that I'm actually interested in doing what it's going to take to not be that way anymore. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, bring more consciousness to this, whatever learned behavior that I have, and do something with it, and then being given the tools and the support to do that. And for me, the piece that I feel like I'm bringing to it all, because it's like, okay, what you're talking about is therapy. That's what therapy does. And I would say that in addition to that, the like my special sauce would be fun. Like, let's make it creative and fun to do this work. It doesn't have to be a wah, wah. <laughs> it can be a Ooh. And that is why after our conversation last time, and I'm so grateful we've had many conversations, but when you told me about that, that's why I started envisioning you as this support that at your root, mm. you are about being honest with yourself about things that need to be addressed, addressing them, doing the work, and then sharing that with other people. I see a similarity. So there are people who will say, oh, I just can never make money. I can never, I can never do this. That's just who I am. And then they just sit there with that. Well, that's who I am. And then maybe if somebody would just say, here's a tool. Mm -hmm. Here's a tool. Give it a shot. Yeah. And again, we say it as though it's in a, it's who we, it's just who we are. So You're I'm right. this really unhappy stuck person <laughs> that's who I am <laughs> as though we have no choice in the matter it's just you know 
nice to meet you. <laughs> and I like that you, you don't hide from the truth. You don't hide from the fact that, yes, that might be who you are right now. And you can choose to be somebody else. You can choose to stay that way too. Yeah. But either way, it's a choice. But either way, it's a choice. It's a choice. Right, right, right. And I think that one of the things, or at least for me, uh, it comes up as a way, because I, I think I can be quite cynical around um, change and, you know, the catchphrases like living my best life and be like, yeah, well, I'm not, okay? <laughs> but it's almost like you need a point of reference. Like you need to know what you're not, experiencing in order to know that you would much rather experience that. So that's why experiential stuff is so good. Like tapping, where you experience being stuck or in an anxious state, and then you tap and you realize, oh my gosh, I feel so different. And it's very noticeable and immediate. Yes. Having the basis for comparison, and then it's scientific. That was one of the things I loved speaking with Sarah because um, Sarah Aborn, who also does the tapping, yeah. is that she got into the science of it as well because we live in a part of the country, a part of the world, where it seems like it's almost split down the middle. You've got the people who are totally open to anything new, anything, they're totally yeah. about it. And then there's people like me who are like, oh, wait a minute here, I need this, I need a little proof before I try this. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. that testimonial is not a proof, you know, right. but that there's right. science behind it. Yeah. Yes, that there is real, like, it, it's clinically proven. They did the blind testing, what do you call it, the control group and all of that. So, I need to ask you, do you feel, for the theme of this discussion, the 40 over 40, do you feel mm -hmm. as though you have been represented? in the way that best describes the changes that you've made, the changes that you've made over 40. That yeah, I would say I do, I do. I mean, I feel like within the conversation, I got clarity on certain things that I was like, oh, there it is, that's what it is that I'm doing. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you for this, thank this you. was really fun. And thank Richard for lending you to me again and enjoy your day. I will. Thanks, you too. I'm going to ask that you allow me one more quote. It was a toss-up between these two, and I decided I don't need to choose because it's my podcast. This is a quote from Charles Dickens in Great Expectations. He wrote, Suffering has been stronger than all other teaching and has taught me to understand what your heart used to be. I have been bent and broken, but I hope into a better shape. Wouldn't that be great if we could all say that? Not, of course, that we would seek out suffering or pain, but that when we came upon it, as we inevitably will do in this life, that we decided how it would affect us, how it would mold us. And that's what Jeannie has done. Jeannie has taken what she may have at one time considered the worst of herself and used it to grow her business and herself, and others are being able to benefit from it. One of the things I like best about what Jeannie is doing is her recognition that she will always have room to grow, that she's not ashamed of saying, yeah, I thought I had it all set, but then I thought it
this other thing. And she's unapologetic about it. It's great. In fact, since recording this episode, we have spoken about other things that we want to do to not just promote what she's doing, but to work together to see it expand, to become what she wants. I'm also going to ask that if any of you know Jeannie, if you have worked with her and can talk about the benefits that it brought you, to please contact me. I would like to get your experience with her out there. For one, because if people need it, then it would be great for them to know that, that she is a resource. But also because it, for so many of us, it is a foreign field, EFT tapping. Before Jeannie, I didn't know what it was. So if people can hear experiences from various individuals, that would be great. In fact, I know a couple of you, and I'll be reaching out to you. As I'm preparing this episode for tomorrow's release, new records are being hit with the coronavirus. I don't really want it to be the common thread of all of these episodes, but I also don't want to pretend it's not happening. Please be safe. Be really safe. At least as importantly, please be kind. And thank you, always, for listening.